Allah says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed, those people who, those beings who, تَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ You call upon besides Allah. What are they? عِبَادٌ They are servants. Servants of who? Allah. أَمْسَالُكُمْ Just like you. One similar to you. All those beings whom you call upon Allah, what are they in reality? What is their status? They're all servants. Servants of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like you are a servant of Allah. Prophet Muhammad has been called Abd of Allah. Right? The angels, all of them are ibad of Allah. Right? In the Quran, Allah says that there is nothing in the heavens and the earth except that it will come on the day of judgment to the most merciful as an Abd. So whether it is a mountain or a cow or it is a building or a sculpture, a person, a grave, anything, what is it in reality? A servant of Allah. Everything is Allah's servant. Everyone is Allah's servant. And remember that they are servants just like you. Meaning, just like you need Allah, they need Allah too. Just like Allah fulfills their needs, He fulfills your needs too. So who should you turn to? Those who are weak like you? No. Turn to the one who can actually help you, who can actually respond to you. Allah challenges the mushrikeen here. فَدْعُوهُمْ So go ahead and call upon them. Call upon whom? Those whom you associate with Allah. Call upon them. Go ahead. Give it a try. فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لَكُمْ then they should respond to you. But the fact is, that they don't respond to you. فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ If you're truthful. If you're truthful, they should respond to you. I mean, the mouth of the idol should move. If you're going to the grave of someone, you should hear something coming out of the grave. Or that person should come out of the grave and help you. But the fact is that, they cannot help you. They cannot even answer you. When they cannot answer you, how can they help you? Allah makes us use our reason. Alahum, think about it. A is lahum for them, meaning these idols, false gods that you worship. Do they have arjul, feet? Arjul is the plural of rijil. Rijil is foot, arjul, feet. Do they possess feet? Yamshuna biha? They walk with it? Think about an idol. Does it have feet by which it can walk? A robot can walk, perhaps. Can they walk? أَلَهُمْ أَرْجُلٌ يَمْشُونَ بِهَا أَمْ لَهُمْ Or do they have أَيْدٍ hands, plural of يَد Do they have hands يَبْطِشُونَ They strike بِهَا with it يَبْطِشُونَ is from بَطْش بَطَشِينَ And بَطْش is to reach out with one's hand and strike Strike So for example you Reach out with your hand and give someone a slap Or reach out with your hand or You know, give a pat Okay I'm not saying do that I'm just saying as an example this is what batsh means. Okay? Or for instance, you want to catch something. So you reach out with your hand and you grab it. So do they have hands by which they can grab things? Do they? No. Their arms don't move. Their hands don't move. In fact, some of them don't even have hands. They don't possess life. If they don't possess life, how can they be the giver of life? Amlahum or do they have Ayunun eyes Yubusiruna biha Ayun plural of Ayn. Do they have eyes by which they see? Amlahum Adanun or do they have ears plural of Udun? Yasmaruna biha by which they listen? No. Nothing is the case. Then if you compare yourself to any of these false gods, then who's better? 
Who's better? You are better off. At least you can walk. And the person in the grave, he's just lying there. At least you can listen. You can see. But the person in the grave, he's surrounded by mud. How can he see or listen to anything? His body is not working anymore. The ruh has left. قُلْ Allah challenges again. Say, اُدْعُوا Call upon شُرَكَاءَكُمْ Your partners, meaning those whom you associate with Allah. ثُمَّ كِدُونِي Then all of you plot against me. Kiduni from Kafiadal Kaid plot. Meaning, have your gods plot against me. Falatum Liruni. Then do not give me any respite. Meaning, don't give me any chance. Go ahead, have your idols curse me, have your idols cause me to die, whatever you want. Go ahead, plot against me. I'm not afraid. So basically, in these verses we see that the false fear of you know, these imaginary gods is being debunked. There is no reality to these gods. There is no reality to them. You don't need to fear them. Because the thing is, that false gods, any god that is worshipped besides Allah, people fear those beings. And they instill this fear in the hearts of others. That don't you dare, don't you dare do this, otherwise they'll be very upset. Don't you dare do this, otherwise your curse will be upon you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, tell them, go ahead, plot against me, don't give me any respite, we'll see what happens. But the fact is that nothing can happen. And if something happens, it happened because Allah willed it. Remember the story of the boy and the king? Have you watched that movie? It's based on an authentic story, which is also mentioned in Surah Buruj. Surah Al-Buruj, about this boy who was chosen to learn magic from the greatest magician. Okay, And what happened on his way to that teacher, he came across a righteous man. So he would be going every day to learn magic, but he would stop by that righteous man. It is said that he was one of the followers of Isa a.s. He would learn about the correct religion, about the oneness of Allah. And uh, what happened one day, that this boy was walking and there was a huge scary animal somewhere and the people were stuck. So the boy... He said the name of Allah and he struck that animal and that creature. It basically finished. And so the people were really impressed that wow, this boy said the name of Allah and everything was fine. So many things happened after that. The boy, he used the name of Allah in order to cure people, in order to help them. And when the king found out, when the greatest magician found out, they were very furious because they wanted him to use magic and he was using the name of Allah. So they tried many things to kill that boy but they were not able to kill him. So eventually he said that you shoot an arrow to me and you say the name of Allah. And when they did that, what happened? The boy died. But as a result of this incident, everybody, they believed in who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the king was furious. What did he do? He had trenches dug, filled them with fire. And any person who believed in Allah, he threw him into that ditch. So anyway, what does it show? That the false gods, they cannot help. They cannot help. They cannot do anything. And anything that happens to the servant of Allah, it happens by whose will? Allah's will. This is why Allah says that you should say, Inna indeed waliyi, my wali, my friend, my protector, is who? Allah. Alladhi, the one who nazzal al-kitab, he sent down the book. Wahua and he, yatawalla salihin he befriends who? The righteous ones. So if we want to have Allah as our friend, our helper, 
what is necessary that we become? We become who? Salih. Because the more righteous deeds a person performs, the closer he gets to Allah. And when he gets closer and closer to Allah, then Allah befriends him. Allah protects him. Allah saves him. Allah helps him. وَالَّذِينَ And those who تَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ You call upon besides him. لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ نَصْرَكُمْ They're not able to help you. وَلَا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَنصُرُونَ And they cannot even help themselves. So why should I be concerned with them? وَإِن تَدْعُوهُمْ And if you call them إِلَى الْهُدَى To guidance. Who? Who? Whether it's the idols that you ask them for guidance or it is those who believe in them that you call them to guidance. لَا يَسْمَعُوا They don't listen. Because the idols, they don't have the capacity to listen. The dead, they don't have the capacity to listen. And those who believe firmly in false gods, when you talk to them, then لا يسمعوا They don't listen to you. وَتَرَاهُمْ And you see them. يَنظُرُونَ إِلَيْكَ They look at you. وَهُمْ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ But in reality, they're not seeing. Because if you look at an idol, you know, if you look at the eyes, they sometimes appear to be very scary. It's like they can see right through you. Have you ever seen? Okay, let me make it relevant to you. Dolls. Okay? Some dolls, their eyes are such that you look at them and you feel as if they're looking at you. So they look very scary. Right? So some people actually get afraid of dolls. Especially the dolls, they have blinking eyes. So you see them and it appears that they're looking at you, but in reality they're not looking at you. So don't fear them. And those who worship these false gods, you talk to them, you explain to them, They're looking at you, but it's like they're staring into nothing. They might even nod, but they don't get it. They don't understand. Allah says, خُذ He advises the Prophet ﷺ, take al-afwa, the pardon. خُذ, take. So for example, if you have a pen, and if I tell you, خُذي, the pen, what does it mean? Pick it up and hold it. And then don't put it down. So afu, Pardon, forgiving others, especially when you know that they are wrong, overlooking their mistakes, when you know that they are guilty, when you know that they're the ones who made that mess, they're the ones who did this wrong action, when you know, what does Allah say? خُذ الْعَفْوَ Take الْعَفْوَ It's like somebody tells you, take the tissue, hold it, keep it with yourself, because you never know you might need it. Right? So, which is why women, they carry in their purses, in their bags, the most ridiculous things sometimes. Right? If we start showing to one another what we have in our bags, it would be quite embarrassing. But we keep so many things, why? I might need it. I might need it. What does Allah say? What should we have with ourselves all the time? Afu, Forgiveness. Hold on to this. Carry this with yourself because this will always come in handy. You will always need to forgive others. You will always need to overlook the mistakes of others. Because the thing is that the person who is calling others to Allah, he has to become a very tolerant person. Very tolerant. You have to overlook other people's you know, mistakes and their criticism and their mockery and their nasty words, you have to overlook them. Because if you 
take every little thing very seriously. If you take it personally, you take it to heart, and you scrutinize people over the little mistakes that they make, then you know what? These problems will never get resolved. They'll never get resolved. And you at the end will be miserable. You'll never be happy. If we want our relationships to improve, if we want to produce something useful in our lives, then it is necessary that we learn to forgive others. We learn to let go. Because if we don't learn to forgive others and let go of the mistakes that they make, I'm sorry, we're not going to go far at all. Like for example, in this class right now, there are many things happening which I don't like. Like for example, people constantly getting up and walking around, or another person not writing properly, another person doodling, and another person looking here and there. And if I start correcting each and every person, please sit like this, and please pick up your pen, and please don't doodle, and please pay attention, and please wake up, then we won't be able to study. Right? So what is necessary? That when you're at home, and somebody's making noise, and you've told them, please, quiet, I need to work. And they're not listening. What is necessary? Ignore. Let go. Don't take it personally. If somebody went to the washroom and they splashed all over the mirror and the counter and they didn't even bother to dry it up and you know they did it and you're very upset, what's necessary? That you go and yell at them? You go and yell at them. Please go and clean up after yourself. I do not like this. You have no care and concern for me. I cleaned the washroom yesterday and look at the mess that you've made already. It's not fair. Have you seen my hands? Have you seen? I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. Please, go wipe. Go wipe the counter. Go clean the mirror. I cannot tolerate this. You know what this is going to do? It's going to ruin your relationship with that individual. And it's going to make you concerned about what? Water droplets. It's going to make you concerned about petty, petty issues that really don't matter. They don't matter that much. You cleaned it, okay, somebody messed it up, go clean it after two days, after three days, what's the big deal? Really, what is the big deal? It's not a big deal. But shaitan makes us think it's a big deal. So what is necessary? خُذِ الْعَفْوَ The Prophet ﷺ was advised, خُذِ الْعَفْوَ So خُذِ الْعَفْوَ, take it with you when you're at home. And you go into your room and somebody's made a mess and somebody has ruined your stuff, and somebody didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher, they left them in the sink, and somebody left crumbs on the table, and somebody came with their wet shoes inside the house, and yes, there are dirty marks on the floor, and sob, sob, there is also some dirt on the floor. I'm so hurt. What's necessary? خُذِ الْعَفْوَ It's okay. doesn't matter. It was going to get dirty anyways. It was going to get dirty anyways. If not now, later for sure. Tell me, if you clean the washroom once, is it forever clean? Even you dirty it. Right? If you mop the floor, is it forever clean? No. Even you dirty it. So if somebody else did it, for God's sake, let it go. خُذِ afwa. And if we cannot be tolerant in these petty issues, then how can we forgive others for the nasty things they say to us? A person cannot go far in the way of Allah if he doesn't develop this kind of tolerance and patience. The Prophet ﷺ, he was made to go through this training for 13 years in Makkah so that he could do something greater in Medina. And if we cannot go through this training, even for one day, for one year, 
We cannot tolerate if somebody's staying in our house as a guest because, you know, they'll mess my house, they'll ruin my, my linens and they'll ruin my sofa. Uh, then, really, then we're not fit for the work of the deen. We're not fit for the work of the deen. We're not fit to be Allah's servants then. Because the servants of Allah have to have big hearts. Big hearts. And a big heart is a heart that has in it afu, forgiveness, tolerance, pardon, khudil afwa. And it's necessary that we show this to everybody. Not just the people we see in class, not just the people we come across at the masjid, but even the people whom we live with in our houses. Whether it's in the form of children, or they are husbands, or they are parents, or they are siblings, whoever it is, afu, 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 in the morning, in the evening, in the night, yesterday, today, tomorrow, at 3 p.m., at 4 p.m., at 5 p.m., khudil afwa, in the middle of the night, in the morning, khudil afwa, because when you forgive, then you'll be able to have a smile on your face. And when you'll have a smile on your face, then you'll be happy and others will be happy. Then others will want to be with you. And if they want to be with you, then they'll support you. So khudil afwa wa'mur bil urfi. And order that which is right. Urf from the root letters ayn rafa wa'arid ayn jahilin. And turn away from the ignorant ones. Order that which is right. When can you order what is right? When you are tolerant. Because if you are concerned with the mistakes of the others, then you're only going to point out their mistakes. Then you cannot tell them what is right. And أَعْدِ ضَعْنِ الْجَاهِلِينَ Turn away from the ignorant. Why? Because you will always come across people who are behaving ignorantly. Whether it is in their actions or it is in their words. So what is necessary? Turn away. Just ignore. Forgive. Overlook. Because the thing is that when we get entangled with these petty issues, with these little, little things, then we become jahil. Have you ever seen a person yelling at someone? Maybe a mother yelling at her child. How does she look? How does she look? As if she doesn't know how to talk properly like a human being. So, أَعْرِضْ عَنِ الْجَاهِلِينَ Turn away from the ignorant ones because then you will become ignorant otherwise. In the Qur'an we learn, إِدْفَعْ بِالَّتِهِ أَحْسَنْ Repel with that which is good. Why? Because when you will repel evil with good, then animosity will turn into friendship and love. Otherwise, what will you do? You will ruin the love and you will ruin the friendship. But at this time, when we have to forgive others, what happens? Shaitan says, go tell them, go yell at them, go give them a piece of your mind. Allah says, وَإِمَّا And if يَنْزَغَنَّكَ It comes to you. مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ From shaitan, نَزْغُنْ An evil suggestion. نَزْغْ is from the root letters نُونْ زَيْغَيْن And نَزْغْ is basically to tickle with fingertips. Have you ever been tickled? Let me try. <laughs> or you try. What happens? As soon as you're tickled, you're sitting calmly and you just get a sort of jump. Right? So nazr is to provoke someone to do something wrong. So if shaitan provokes you to do something wrong, you are listening to someone, you're hurt, and you just say, keep calm and carry on. But shaitan, he tickles you. No, you're not keeping calm. You have to say something. 
You have to speak your mind. So if shaitan tickles you like that, prompts you to do something evil, فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ Then seek refuge with Allah. Say, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ إِنَّهُ إِنْدِيد هِي سَمِيعٌ hearing, عَلِيمٌ knowing. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed those people who اِتَّقَوْ They fear Allah. إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ When it touches them. طَائِفٌ An impulse. مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ From the shaytan. What happens? تَذَكَّرُوا They remember instantly. And when they remember, when they realize that this is from shaytan, فَإِذَا هُمْ Then instantly they, يُبْصِرُونَ They're able to see. Now what is this word طَائِف? طَائِف is from the root letters طَاوَوْفَ طَافَ يَطُوفَ is to go around. Now sometimes you are doing your work and then all of a sudden this thought comes to your mind and it spins in your head. You try to shove it away but it comes back again. And what's this urge to, you know like for example you're doing your work and all of a sudden this thought comes, why did she say that to me? And how come she hasn't called me yet? And where is he by the way? What does he think he's doing? I'm here with the kids and he's having fun with his friends? Not fair. So pick up the phone and just yell in the form of a text message. Right? This happens many times. So some people, when the ta'if comes, it spins in their head, then they follow it. They follow it, they say something, they do something, they don't forgive, they don't overlook, and they ruin their relationship, they ruin their deeds. And others who fear Allah, what happens when a ta'if comes to them, and it keeps spinning, as it comes, they say, A'udhu Billah. Comes again, A'udhu Billah. Comes again, A'udhu Billah. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You know, they give excuses to others. So, تَذَكَّرُوا They instantly remember. Allah's warnings, Allah's promises. فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْصِرُونَ Then they can see in that situation what should be done and what should be avoided. They have insight. And others, they're blind. So they're able to see what the right course of action is. And remember, when a person becomes angry, then his mind gets covered. Like it is said that shaitan, he once said, the son of Adam becomes angry, then we play with him like children play with a ball. Like children play with a ball. Like we just roll him around. Then we have fun with him. Because when he's gone mad, when he's angry, then really he will go mad. Then we will make him do things and say things that he will regret later on so much. But when a person controls himself, and he says, no, a'udhu billah, this is not right, I should not do this, I should forgive. Then, they're able to see, okay, instead of yelling at them, I could tell them the same thing in this way. Like for example, children. One is that you correct their mistakes by yelling at them. When you're yelling at them, what will happen? They'll get afraid. And instead of yelling at them, if you speak to them in a calm manner, you come down to their level, you look at them in the eye, and you ask them, you speak to them, then that's the best course of action. So remember, when you're calm, then you can see. But when you get mad, then you become blind. Then the only thing you know about is what? Your ego. How you can satisfy your ego. وَإِخْوَانُهُمْ And their brothers, meaning the brothers of shayateen. يَمُدُّونَهُمْ They extend them. إِخْوَانُهُمْ إِخْوَانُ plural of Who are the brothers of shayateen? Those who listen to him. Those who befriend him. So those who listen to shayateen, those who befriend shayateen, then the shayateen, they extend them. Yamuduna from mad. 
mim dal dal to lengthen they take them deep fil ghayyi in error meaning those who follow shaitan then shaitan takes them deep into misguidance into error summa la yuqsirun then they do not stop short yuqsirun from iqsar qaf sadra qasr salat al qasr is what to shorten the prayer right so they do not fall short meaning they go to great lengths in making them in making them do wrong in taking them into ghay like the example i gave you when a person is angry and this person is listening to shaitan shaitan tickled him he got flared up and what happened he's listening to shaitan so now he's cursing and then he's hitting and then he's harming himself and then he's saying things which are absolutely unacceptable so yamuddunahum fil ghayyi thumma la yuqsirun then shayateen don't fall short in misguiding that person in making him commit evil so what happens there's two ways when you're upset about something shaytan tickles you one is that you control yourself you say no i'm not going to listen this is from shaytan and the other is that you say let me see at least let me speak to them at least let me give them a piece of my mind and once you go that way then there is no limit there's no limit like for example we see siblings very good healthy relationship starts with fighting fighting and one becomes abusive and starts hitting the other right and then starts you know accusing the other and then the matter gets so worse 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 that what happens the brother says i don't want to see my sister again and the sister says i don't want to know my brother this is not just something that happens within siblings a couple husband and wife perfectly fine it takes them to divorce and that is something that shaitan wants that the two people who have gotten together in the name of allah their union should end if you think about it divorce is usually because of what reasons these reasons when people don't forgive one another then shaitan doesn't stop anywhere then he laughs at them wa idha lam ta'tihim and when you do not bring them bi ayatin a sign a sign that they demand if you don't show it to them the mushrikeen or a verse of the quran they've demanded from you and you don't have it because obviously allah is the one who's going to send it to you you're not going to produce it from yourself qalu they said laula why not ijtabaitaha you chose it ijtabaita from jim ba wow meaning why don't you just make it up yourself why don't you just produce it from yourself because they thought that the quran was the speech of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that's what they said so they say why don't you just make it up yourself Qul say tell them innama indeed not but attabiru i follow ma yuha ilayya mir rabbi what is revealed to me from my lord i don't make up anything what i do i do it why because allah has revealed it to me hada this is basair enlightenment plural of basira meaning this quran is basair mir rabbikum from your lord wa hudan and a guidance wa rahma and mercy liqaum yu'minun for the people who believe meaning why do you want a miracle is this quran not sufficient is this quran not enough and just like that what happens is that in our lives when we're facing problems in our relationships in our family then we want some big miracles to happen that you know my husband to just change my sister should just change my mother should just change we want others to become an angel overnight but the fact is that we have to follow the quran we have to follow what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent because in that is our improvement wa idha and when 
قُرِئَ It is recited. القرآن, the Qur'an. The etiquette of listening to the Qur'an is being mentioned. That when the Qur'an is recited, فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ Then listen to it attentively. وَأَنصِتُوا And be silent. Why? لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ So that you are shown mercy. Istama is different from Samira. Samira is just to hear sounds. But istama is to deliberately listen to something. How? How? By paying attention. Like for example, there may be many sounds, okay, but we're not paying attention to every sound. There are certain sounds that we pay attention to. Like you're having a conversation with someone and a child is whining. Are you hearing that child? Yes. But are you listening to them? No. Who are you listening to? The one whom you're having a conversation with. So, istami'u lahu, listen to the Qur'an attentively. Pay attention to the Qur'an. Wa ansitu and be silent. Ansitu in sa'at, noon sa'atta, is basically to be silent in order to listen attentively. Why? Because if you're not silent, if you're talking, then you'll miss out. You won't be able to hear everything. So, وَأَنصِتُوا Why? لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ So that mercy is shown to you. Because only when you will listen attentively, then you can understand. When you will understand, then you'll remember. When you'll remember, then you'll implement. When you'll implement, then you'll receive Allah's mercy. So this whole process begins from what? Listening. It starts with listening. وَذْكُرْ رَبَّكَ And remember your Lord. فِي نَفْسِكَ In your heart. In yourself. How? تَضَرُّعًا With humility. وَخِيفَةً And in fear. Remember your Lord in your heart. In humility and fear. وَدُونَ الْجَهْرِ And without being apparent. مِنَ الْقَوْلِ From speech. One kind of dhikr is that for example you're saying SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah. When you're doing dhikr like this, people can hear you. Or you're reciting your morning du'as, and people can hear you. But the other is that you are remembering Allah, you're doing dhikr, without being loud enough, so that others are not able to hear you. How? Like for example, you're doing... I mean, people know that you're doing some kind of dhikr, but they can't hear you. Right? Or you're reciting Qur'an, but it's not loud to the whole house. Everybody in the house can listen to you. No. So, وَدُونَ الْجَهْرِ مِنَ الْقَوْلِ Why do dhikr like this? Why? Because when you will do dhikr like this in your heart, in fear, in humility, without being too loud, then you will develop the habit of doing dhikr. You know that? Then you will develop the habit of doing dhikr. You'll be able to dhikr in the car. You'll be able to dhikr even while you're waiting for somebody. You can do dhikr everywhere, anywhere. Even when you're cooking, cleaning, doing, you know, your ironing, whatever it may be. When, at what time? Bil ghuduwi in the morning, wal asal and the evening. Ghudu is the time which is between the fajr prayer and sunrise. So after you performed your fajr, until the sun rises. Asal, after asr, until the sun sets. So these two times are the times of remembering Allah. And these two times are when you are busy. Right? Like for example, these days, after Fajr, you're getting ready to go wherever you have to. Right? Or those who have kids, they're getting their kids ready. So if you have to get up, work in the kitchen, iron clothes, does it mean that you don't do your morning at them? No, you do them. 
And why do your adhkar like this? Dun al-jahri min al-qawl. So that other people don't get bugged and irritated. That I can't even have a conversation with them because we're always doing dhikr. Hmm? So, dun al-jahri min al-qawl bil-ghudubi wal-asal. Why go to this much effort in order to dhikr? Wala takum min al-ghafilin. And do not be of those who are ghafil. Heedless. Those who forget Allah. No, don't be of those. Remember Allah at all times, like the Prophet ﷺ used to. Aisha anha said, the Prophet ﷺ used to remember Allah at all times. So who are ghafil? Those who don't do dhikr. Those who don't remember Allah outside of the prayers at all. So what is necessary? That we develop a habit of doing dhikr. And this habit will begin with your being regular with morning and evening adhkar. Because if you can remember Allah at these two busy times, then you can remember Allah throughout the day. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed those people who عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ are near your Lord. لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ They are not arrogant ibadatihi from His worship. They are not too arrogant to worship Allah. They are not too proud to worship Allah. They are humble. This is why they worship Allah easily and happily. وَيُسَبِّحُونَهُ And otherwise, they glorify Him, they exalt Him, they do His tasbih. وَلَهُ يَسْجُدُونَ And to Him they prostrate. Who are these? Those who are near your Lord, the angels. The angels who have such a high status. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us their example. That look, they worship Allah without any pride and arrogance. And they are humble. And they do tasbih. Imagine the angels who are constantly in sajda since they were created until the day of judgment. Constantly in rukur since they were created until the day of judgment. Imagine. يُسَبِّحُونَهُ وَلَهُ يَسْجُدُونَ And they do sajda to him. So whether we worship or not, doesn't make a difference because there is always Allah's creation who is worshipping him. Glorify him. If we worship Allah, it's for whose good? Our own benefit. Our own benefit. Because wasjud, waqtarib. Do sajda and draw close to Allah. This is how we draw close to Allah. This is how a person's status is raised in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now this ayah, which is the last ayah of surah al-A'raf, do you see a sign over here? Hmm? What is that sign? Of sajda. Sajda tilawa. What is sajda tilawa? The places in the Qur'an, those verses where it is masnoon, it is from the sunnah, and it is better for you to follow that sunnah. And what is that sunnah? That you do sajda over there. Alright? Meaning when you hear that verse, when you recite that verse, then you do sajda. And remember that for this kind of sajda, it is not necessary to have wudu, because it's not an action of salah. Wudu is a requirement of what? Salah. In the Qur'an where wudu is mentioned, Allah says that, إِذَا قُمْتُمْ إِلَى salati. Then do wudu. But here you're not performing the salah. What are you doing? Only sajda. So it's not a requirement to have wudu. Alright? And it's not necessary for a person to say the takbir and then go down into sajda. However, he can do that also. Alright? He can also do that. And in the sajda, what do you say? What do you say? You say, Subhanahu Rabbi al-A'la. Okay? And what else can you say for sajda tilawa? This dua. سَجْدَ وَجْهِيَ لِلَّذِي خَلَقَهُ وَشَقَّ سَمْعَهُ وَبَصَرَهُ بِحَوْلِهِ وَقُوَّتِهِ And there are also some other versions of this dua. You can find it at makedua.com. You should use his website a lot. Okay, makedua.com. It's basically the fortress of the Muslim. 
Okay? That's online. So if you go in the Quran section, you'll find this dua over there. Okay? And if you don't know this dua, then what can you do? Just say, Subhana Rabbil A'la. Alright? Also remember that it's not an obligation, but it is mustahab. It is better, because it's a sunnah. Alright? So with this, Alhamdulillah, we conclude Suratul A'raf. Suratul A'raf is a Makki surah. Now you'll see the style of the Quran will change significantly. So be prepared. Be prepared. Recitation. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ عِبَادٌ أَمْثَالُكُمْ فَادْعُوهُمْ فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ أَلَهُمْ أَرْجُلٌ يَمْشُونَ بِهَا أَمْ لَهُمْ أَيْدِينَ يَبْطِشُونَ بِهَا أَمْ لَهُمْ أَعْيُنٌ يُبْصِرُونَ بِهَا أَمْ لَهُمْ آذَانٌ يَسْمَعُونَ بِهَا قُلِ ادْعُوا شُرَكَاءَكُمْ ثُمَّ كِيدُونِ فَلَا تُنظِرُونَ إِنَّ وَلِيَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِي نَزَّلَ الْكِتَابَ وَهُوَ يَتَوَلَّى الصَّالِحِينَ وَالَّذِينَ تَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ نَصْرَكُمْ وَلَا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَنصُرُونَ وَإِن تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَى الْهُدَى لَا يَسْمَعُوا وَتَرَاهُمْ يَنظُرُونَ إِلَيْكَ وَهُمْ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ خُذِ الْعَفْوَ وَأْمُرْ بِالْعُرْفِ وَأَعْرِضْ عَنِ الْجَاهِلِينَ وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغٌ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّهُ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا تَذَكَّرُوا فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْصِرُونَ وَإِخْوَانُهُمْ يَمُدُّونَهُمْ فِي الْغَيِّ ثُمَّ لَا يُقْصِرُونَ وَإِذَا لَمْ تَأْتِهِمْ بِآيَةٍ قَالُوا لَوْ لَجْتَ بَيْتَهَا قُلْ إِنَّمَا أَتَّبِعُ مَا يُوحَى إِلَيَّ مِنْ رَبِّي هَذَا بَصَائِرُ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَهُدًى وَرَحْمَةٌ لِقَوْمٍ يُؤْمِنُونَ 
وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَاذْكُرْ رَبَّكَ فِي نَفْسِكَ تَضَرُّعًا وَخِيفَةً وَدُونَ الْجَهْرِ مِنَ الْقَوْلِ بِالْغُدُوِّ وَالْآصَالِ وَلَا تَكُمْ مِنَ الْغَافِلِينَ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِهِ وَيُسَبِّحُونَهُ وَيُسَبِّحُونَهُ وَلَهُ يَسْجُدُونَ سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ وَبِحَمْدِكَ نَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ نَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَنَتُوبُ إِلَيْكَ السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته